This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to the Learning Unlocked podcast, presented by Open Sesame. Taking a deep dive into the global world of learning and development with practical tips and tricks, along with insights from leading brands and the people that make them work. This is Learning Unlocked. Now, here's your host, Brian Berger. Well, thanks for joining us on another edition of the Learning Unlocked podcast. I'm your host, Brian Berger, and I'm joined by a special guest this week, happens to be my business partner, longtime Fox Sports NBA analyst, covered the NBA for a long time for ESPN. He's worked for the Washington Post, TNT, lots of different media outlets, and we've been teaming on our firm. Everything is on the record since 2007. Welcome to the podcast, Rick Buecher. Rick, how are you? I'm good, Brian. Thanks for having me. So I know we recently did a webinar for Open Sesame, but I thought we'd have you on the Learning Unlock podcast as well. Um, Give our audience a little bit of a a background on yourself. And, and, you know, I know you and I had lots of conversations about you joining Everything is on the Record in 2007. Maybe just a little background on, on why you decided to take that step. Yeah, so I have been in, as you mentioned, uh, been in sports covering primarily the NBA, but I've done it from a number of vantage points, uh, writing for ESPN, the magazine, and then uh, doing sideline reporting, doing uh, analysis from SportsCenter, pretty much everything. And um, when we got together and started talking about uh, media training, I was uh, motivated because I knew a lot of athletes that did not present their best selves. I knew them. I knew them on a different level than the public did. Hmm. The public would have a misconception of who they were. And I was like, I'd see one of their interviews or I'd see them, uh, on camera. And I think, he, he is a lot smarter than that. He's funnier than that. He there's 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 a side to him that the public is not getting to see. Some of it was just not technical, you know, a lack of tact, technical understanding of how to engage uh, an audience through the camera or a microphone, and uh, some of it was not understanding that preparation can do a lot, and to, to look at rather than uh, any interview or any interaction with the media as a chore to look at as an opportunity, especially in this day and age where athletes have become very progressive in terms of building brands. So 
um, the opportunity to be able to take all that I have learned from being on my side of the camera and the microphone and sharing that with athletes. And now, as we've expanded it, to share it with pretty much anyone, um, because it's, it's all about communication. It's all about presenting yourself in the best light, whether that would be on Zoom in a business call or through emails or text or whatever it may be. I, I've spent a lifetime of learning how to communicate efficiently through a variety of mediums. And I just felt like, let me, let me pass this knowledge on to people who might be able to utilize it, even if they're not covering sports or we're not in the same line of work. Yeah, we've been fortunate enough to sit in locker rooms and boardrooms with very high profile people and people with large followings. But like you said, uh, a lot of our courses now translate to the everyday business people. And it's interesting. We just learned one of our more popular courses on the Open Sesame Plus platform is one that you did. When and how to use texts, emails, and calls to communicate. And Rick, it sounds so simple, right? Like it sounds yeah. like, well, no kidding. Everyone knows that. But as it turns out, there are some tricks to it. And one of the things that you teach is you have three golden rules for, you know, if you're going to post on social media. So let's start there because that seems to resonate with everyone. What are, what are your three golden rules for posting on social media? Yeah, so we've all run into this, right? Some we see something, whether it's directed at us or it's just a statement that's made, and it uh, it, it it runs counter to what we believe, and we can't. We just it. Somebody has to give. Somebody has to let let whoever wrote that know how wrong they are, or what the truth is, or whatever it might be, and um, and so we go running off and writing and posting and not realizing that uh, there are all sorts of potential consequences and that anytime I'm emotionally caught up in a response, this isn't just me texting with you. This is me texting with the entire world, essentially, when I'm using social media. So my three rules are, does it need to be said? Does it need to be said by me? And does it need to be said by me right now? And I can tell you that there is, as we uh, record this podcast, there is a, uh, a post, uh, a response that I was going to send <laughs> on Twitter that is a draft that is sitting in, in my draft file. Wow. Because I, because I wrote it and I was ready to send it. And it was, and it was, it, this was one that really got me because it was when uh, it was my response. I posted something about Bill Russell, um, the passing and what a shock it was for me. And, and the juxtaposition of learning on a Sunday morning that Kobe Bryant had passed and now learning on a Sunday morning that Bill Russell had passed. Hmm. And uh, one of my, I don't know if he's a follower, follower, or maybe just saw the post or whatever, um, posted something like, way to make it about you. And it got, it got me. Yeah. I was like, I was fired up because that was not 
why I posted it. But in a sense, it, in, on the other hand, it was about me because it was my feelings about those two, those two people who I knew. Right. And so I wrote a response, essentially saying what I just said to you. Um, and then I just, I thought, I went through the golden rules. I, I, it just, does it need to be said? Does it need by, to be said by me? And does it need to be said by me right now? And maybe, I, and I don't, I probably got to number three before I said, let me put this away for a while. Let me just put it away for 24 hours and see if I need to send it uh, 24 hours from now. And it's still sitting there. So, and I doubt that I, I, I will post it now. And, but in the, the, there's a little things like that, that even if it wasn't something that created my reaction, created a firestorm. It would have no doubt created an exchange between me and this person. Uh, and for what? What was I going to accomplish? Um, why was it so important that I convince him that, uh, that he was wrong about why I posted that particular post? And keeping in mind, he was the only person who reacted that way. And I think it's human nature that, you know, we can have, we can have 10 people react to something. Nine of them can say something nice or whatever and one person will will say something uh critical and i don't know about you brian but man the, the critical person always gets my attention first yeah no i think we're that's how we're built but right? you know what you're talking about with social media it can also be applied to texting and to email i mean how many times has someone send us an email and they copy, you know, five of our coworkers and you feel like you've got to defend yourself or go back at the person who sent you the email. And if you do the three things that you just described, sometimes you'll look at it a little differently. And same thing with, with texting. And one of the things we talk to people about with our courses and our clients is, you know, there's no big eraser that erases the digital footprint. You know, people have come to us and said, oh, we've gotten negative publicity or someone said this or posted that. Can you get it erased? And no, you can't. There, there's no big eraser. So once it's out there, it's usually permanent. So, you know, that's something to really stop and take pause of, too, whether it's an email, a text or a social media post. Yeah, there's just, you know, we rush to do certain things and, and it ends up costing us a lot of time and aggravation uh, and emotional energy. And, and so that is what we try to uh, teach people is how to avoid um, uh, taking themselves down those rabbit holes. And, and it's, you know, none of us are perfect, but uh, if you can improve the batting average, if you, if you have some sort of tools to think about when these situations arise, it there's there's the chance to save some time and it doesn't it isn't even necessarily when it comes to like emailing texting uh or picking up the phone you know the most efficient way to communicate i mean i just i just went through this with one of my editors where it was a uh just an exchange it started as an email exchange because it had to do with a story that i wanted to write and then but then it it turned into setting up a meeting. And, and it's funny because of having done a, a course on this very thing, we're going back on forth on email. I'm like, this should be text. <laughs> this, <laughs> this, 
this is this this is the wrong forum to get. We it was fine. The communication was fine. We we figured it out, but it's 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 really kind of being intentional about how we utilize. We have all these tools that are being thrown at us: social media, text, and email, and Zoom, and and they can be very valuable, but nobody's ever put out a manual on how to effectively use all these new tools that we have. And so that's what you and I have tried to do in our courses is to say, okay, you got all these toys now, you got all these things that can make us more efficient. How do we, how do we optimize their efficiency? More of Learning Unlocked is coming up after this. Diversity, equity, and inclusion continues to be a top priority for businesses everywhere. Open Sesame has created a survey that will give you insight into where your organization stands on diversity. Aside from being educational, this survey is a powerful tool to help you understand areas of improvement and spark conversations about strategies for creating a more inclusive and equitable workplace. After you take the short survey, you'll get access to Open Sesame's DEI Toolkit, an online hub where you can find additional resources. Visit OpenSesame.com today to start your survey. Back to Learning Unlocked. Here's Brian Berger. Another one of our courses on the Open Sesame Plus platform is your personal brand is connected to your employer's brand. And you know, again, we've seen this in sports, whether it's an athlete getting in trouble, an executive being inappropriate, or just in the business world. Um, you know, we saw during the pandemic, someone gets into it at Costco or at Starbucks with someone who's working there and the video goes viral and it impacts your employer. And a lot of employers don't want their brand aligned with something controversial like that. So that's been another popular course where people are kind of taking pause and going, wait a minute, this isn't just about me. This is also yeah. about my employer as well. Yeah, I think it's also, it's it's a new, I think there was a time when we could all separate our personal lives from our work lives. Right. And I don't think that's possible now because we are on social media and because it's so easy uh, with, uh, you know, with Google and the internet and, everything else to be able to connect dots when you see somebody out in public when you see someone on social media doing or saying something the trail back to who they work for is rather easy to find and there are people out there that are committed to doing it uh, because it's their way of if they disagree with what you said or done right to be able to get back at you so now and and look it's this this idea we really have this misguided notion of what our constitutional rights are when it comes to freedom of speech like you are free to say whatever you want and you are free from persecution from the government for saying whatever you want you're not free from your employer deciding what you said or did on social media or the video clip of you in the bar, wherever you might have been, is not or Walmart blowing up at a, a Walmart employee is not someone that we want representing or attached to us in the public eye. 
they have every right to kick you to the curb. And understanding that and understanding that thanks to technology, thanks to smartphones, the, 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 the chances of anything that we do or say being recorded at any given time, it, there just has to be an awareness that, uh, that, that, that that is possible and that our, con- our conduct has to be uh, on the level accordingly. We have, to, we have to consider that. We have to, when we're at a party, we may there be there with just friends, but understanding that any one of them could take a video clip and who knows what's in the background or who else is there and all of that can become consumption for the entire world. And so, look, there's no, there's no sure proof safeguard against any of that. But as I said, it's, it's, I think what we try to do, Brian, is just in, raise everybody's batting average so that they, they, they may never suffer the, the real, you know, truly painful, devastating, lose your job or, you know, humiliate your family type of uh, incident on on social media or via video or whatever it might be um and and then you know the little stuff that it's we only have little scrapes and scratches as opposed to the the really devastating blows when when we're just not not mindful that people can be recording our behavior at any given time yeah, we call them citizen journalists. And like you said, anyone with a smartphone is basically a citizen journalist. You can take video, you can take pictures, you can post on social media, and it can go out instantaneously. Uh, another category that we've kind of zeroed in on in the last two years is remote employee excellence. So, you know, we've got a course that you do called Presenting Your Best Self in a Video Meeting. Uh, nonverbal communication in meetings. It's not just what you're saying, it's what your background looks like. But we've moved into this world where a lot more of our interactions are taking place remotely. So we've got some courses around that as well. Yeah, I, you know, I, I personally, I love the idea of uh, hybrid workforces and being able to work wherever, not having to be in an office. I think there's there's a certain amount of value in you know, working in person. I think we know that from, from the work that we do, but I also love the flexibility, uh, and, and would hope that that, you know, obviously COVID and the pandemic, uh, ushered in uh, a lot of that. And I, and I hope that it stays, but in order for it to stay again, we have to make sure that we're making the most of, uh, having employees or having uh, workers that are in different locales and communicating via Zoom or conference call or whatever it might be. And so in order to do that, again, how are we affected? Because it is a different dynamic when you have people, you have people in the room and then you have people on a screen. How do the people on the screen make certain that they are presenting themselves effectively? And how do the people in the room make sure that they are connecting effectively with the people that may not be there uh, in person. And there are, again, there's just some tricks of the trade in order to facilitate that for everyone involved that we, we cover in our courses. 
More of Learning Unlocked is coming up after this. Open Sesame helps companies develop the world's most productive and admired workforces. How? By having the most comprehensive catalog of e-learning courses from the world's top publishers, publishers like TED and Harvard. And having courses that cover learning topics like diversity, equity, and inclusion, leadership development, safety and compliance, and wellness. Try a course for free today by visiting opensesame.com backslash course of the week. Back to Learning Unlocked. Here's Brian Berger. A lot of companies, if they do have office space and they've got conference rooms, these conference rooms haven't been updated in years. So, you know, it's updating your conference room with new technology so that the people outside of the room don't feel like they're listen only, that they're valued and and they're elevated to equal standing with the people who are in that conference room. No, exactly right. And that's, that's, Again, being mindful and being mindful not isn't just the person that is at home uh, on Zoom uh, and making making sure you know, it's easy when you're when you're not in the office uh, to to be a little lax in your appearance. But you don't want any distractions. You don't want anybody to. You don't want any envy going either way of the person that is in the office or that uh, or in the conference room or the person that is at home. And some of that falls on managers to be very effective, to lead and to set the ground rules so that everybody understands how this meeting is going to be conducted. Because it is still, I mean, every, we're all doing it now. It's become rote. It's become part of the landscape of, of doing business, uh, having meetings via Zoom. But again, it's, it's still new enough that no one has ever laid out this is the most effective you know this this is what you're trying to accomplish right. this is what you don't want to lose in having hybrid meetings uh, and here are some some tricks and tools in order to use it as effectively so that you feel like you're not losing anything having a hybrid meeting as a part as a part opposed to a in-person one We will leave our listeners with this. You and I discussed these stats uh, on the Open Sesame webinar that we did recently, which, by the way, you can view on demand by going to opensesame.com and looking for our webinar. Everything is on the record. So according to a Washington Post article, 3.725 billion people use social media. That's a lot Mm -hmm. of people. The average adult spends about 142 minutes a day on social media. The average teen spends about nine hours a day on social media. And this is an important one. 85% of hiring managers review a candidate's social media platforms before they make a decision to hire that person. So people are doing their due diligence. We have a course called Scrubbing Your Social Media. And you know, gosh, Rick, I haven't scrubbed mine for a little bit. And if you go back, you know, you and I have both been on social media for years. So if you go back, you know, five, 10 years, who knows what we said back then. And sometimes things can come back to haunt you. Um, so it's always good to just go back and see what that digital footprint looks like and, and what you might have said, because that has come back to haunt some people when they've applied for jobs or even, you know, in our realm, the sports world, someone gets traded and they were critical of a, a player. And now that player's their teammate, 
and you get asked about, hey, you tweeted this out five years ago. Now you're playing with this person. Explain this tweet. Yeah, I mean, we have this. I think there's a general impression out there that when we put out a, a tweet, uh, that it is just to the people that are following us. And that couldn't be further from the truth because anybody who's following you can then uh, retweet it or send, send it out to whoever's following them and it can grow exponentially. So the idea, and I, I, I first, the very beginning of Twitter, um, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook, when they were teammates in Oklahoma City, literally were, they were on the road in a hotel and they were communicating via Twitter, like it was text, <laughs> telling each other, "Yeah, I'm in room 1402." Oh, jeez. <laughs> that was now. That was at the very beginning of Twitter, but it's again, again, knowing what you know, what platform you're using at any given time, but not look. I we see mistakes and and things being posted today that are not exactly like that, but they're not that far removed either. It's, it's people sharing intimate thoughts and knowledge or statements that are maybe cryptic, confusing, deeply personal, whatever it might be. It's just, and I'm not sure what the motivation may be in any given situation, but Having been in the business as long as I've been in it and seen as much as I've seen, I do know what the potential consequences are for that for that cryptic tweet. And it's not worth, not worth whatever, whatever satisfaction is coming out of posting it in the first place. And again, I don't want to be, you know, terrifying people about using social media. It certainly has its value. And its benefits, and and I do think that it has added a lot to our ability to communicate with each other. I think there's some really good beneficial things, but it's not all beneficial. Um, it it has its dark side, and we try to help everyone we can to enjoy the benefits and stay away from the dark side. Yeah, and you're someone who's uniquely suited to talk about that. You're on TV every day on Fox Sports. Mm -hmm. You have hundreds of thousands of followers on social media. Um, I host Sports Business Radio. So, you know, we're always in front of microphones. And yep. we're talking to lots of people, whether it's broadcasting, podcasting, or social media. So you really do have to be aware. And then again, we work with very high profile people who have tens of millions of followers or, you know, are international brands that if they say something, everyone's going to pay attention to it. So like you said, it can be really advantageous and strong for creating a, a wonderful brand or it can be disastrous and you can ruin things pretty quickly because you've got all these people watching and listening. So, um, you know, it's, it's been interesting working with open Sesame plus it's been great to be able to bring our courses to their platform. So again, go to OpenSesame.com. If you look up, everything is on the record. You'll find our courses. Um, if you want to see more about us, uh, everything is on the record.com is our website, but Rick, Thanks for joining me on the Learning Unlock podcast. And, uh, you know, it was fun doing the webinar with you last week and look forward to 
creating more courses with you soon. Same here. Thanks, Brian. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Learning Unlocked, presented by Open Sesame. Download this and every episode on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Learning Unlocked is produced by Griggs Productions.